0: Good evening fellow Gooners, compliments of the season and welcome to a Totally Arsenal podcast.
1: I'm your host Mone. And I'm Aiden. I hope you guys all had a lovely festive period.
0: Uh, today we have a special episode. Uh, we are going to be discussing, or, yeah, discussing uh, the mid-season al- analysis of the squad. Going in almost like a mid-term uh, evaluation of the squad. Then Aiden, I don't know if you want to start off or should I start
1: off? I think you can go ahead and kick us off over there.
0: Okay. Um, with regards to goalkeepers, uh, I did it. You know the normal system out of ten. Uh-huh. Uh Need to check. I'm gonna first, uh, you know, mention both goalkeepers and then give him my ratings, and then we can, you know, you give your ratings, and then we can have like a short back and forth with regards to the players and. You know the ratings and that. uh peter check i gave a six uh and Ben Leno i gave a seven uh my reason for giving peter check the six uh is actually somewhat you know uh, you know catch 20, 22 situation uh with regards to the goalkeepers because we chit deals perfectly you know with with crosses and things like that he's got again a problem with uh, you know the footwork for our style of play you know playing the ball out from the back and with regards to Leno he's again got difficulties you know with judging crosses or free kicks or corners comes across goal where and then on the flip side again he's quite strong going in with you know the shot stopping and um, you know playing the ball out from the back of course you know other problems sometimes arise but that is through you know almost like the defenders also not really adapting themselves but I mean as I said he's actually played quite a strong season. I mean, he's got his flaws, but somewhat can be forgiven, as you will probably see with our rating, pro- ratings, probably in the defensive as
1: well. Well, with Peter Czech I gave a 5.5. Hmm. Uh, I think he's, he's, over the past few seasons, his aging has come along, and I think the season, his aging has even, like, you know, got even more the better of him. I think, hmm. uh, i maybe a bit harsh, but I think... Uh, is basically teaching an old dog new tricks, now trying to give Pete a trick, trying to let him, you know, play out with his feet, and stuff like something that he's never been ever good at, and now trying to bring that into his game. Things are a bit too late for that now, and unfortunately it's made him look sometimes as a fool, you know, almost passing the ball into his own net, almost yeah. passing corners away. So I'm going to give him a 5.5, and I think that injury to him before when Leno took over, kind of, you know, I think he's putting the writing on the wall because we definitely do need maybe a new number two if Leno is number one. Leno I gave us six point five. Uh for the most part he has been solid. I mean he's made some massive saves. I think the game against Wolves for me was one game we actually you know got us that mm. point. Uh I do feel he needs to be a bit more commanding. I, I think in if, if maybe that can be worked on in his game he, he could be like, you know, a much better keeper. And I think maybe with the absence of holding, his game has struggled a bit because I know holding was someone that he always looked to get the attack started by giving the ball to him and holding would then spread. So, yeah, 6.5 for Leno and then 5.5 for Czech. I mean,
0: I don't know if you've read the latest, you know, in the rumor mill currently. Um, there's even talk now of Kevlo Navas talking about this, like, you know, bringing him in either short term or having a go for him in the summer. Because, look, he's now not really thought of highly now at Real Madrid. And they will Real Madrid probably will also get rid of Courtois, you know, like get a replacement in there also. Because they're not also happy with Courtois either. But I think uh, somebody like uh, Navas, look, I'm not... I don't know, I've never really been won over by him. I mean, I know he's... Me too. But I, I just think it's... With Navas, he hasn't a, a solid or, you know, dirty defense in front of him, so it can actually look good. You know, like pulling off only uh, that, that uh, TV uh, TV highlight reel saves.
1: I, I've actually been a fan of Courtois, so if Real Madrid ever tries to get rid of him, I think uh, Arsenal should maybe, you know, put their feelings out there for that. Yeah. And another guy, maybe for a keeper as well, is Red Bull Leipzig's goalkeeper as well. I seem to be a, a, a fan of him from the games I've watched. He's made some, some six saves. That, uh, that used to play for Liverpool, that guy. No, I think his name is Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Peter got cool. Yeah, I find him actually a really good keeper, but we'll see what happens in that department. Okay, so we
0: switch now our teams to the defenders. Um, uh, Hector Ballerina gave an eight. Mr. Reliable, for most part. It, uh, the Him not being in the squad at the moment, you can actually, you do notice it the problem that we're having at the moment. Um, Lee Steiner, I gave a four. That would have been five. But what kind of annoys me, um, there's too much theatrics to his game. I mean, I know the Premier League can be a tough game, but it's like he's bringing these Italian type, you know, that Serie A type thing, you know, a bit of shoulder to shoulder, and then he ends up rolling like five or six times, you know, trying to get the attention on the ref. And I think he's slowly been figured out also by most of the refs, so they're not just giving him, you know, that. that Cheap type of free kicks like he used to try to milk in the beginning. Um I yeah, gave a five. Um, I think he's two. You know, I think you can actually count on one end how many solid games he's had for us. Because this was like one solid game, two or three inconsistent, one solid game, a three or four inconsistent. So there's not really. I mean, and this is not trying to, uh, you know, crap on the guy knowing that that he's now injured and stuff like that but i'm just talking of prior to that too many reckless things decision making in in games where you know somebody that's that experience at even club and international levels you know you expect a bit more from him um koscielny i gave five you know the injury crisis i seen him uh kind of rush back because i think you know if, if 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 uh emery was really you know given the time he would have probably let only healed up completely before you know drafting him back in the squad. Because for me it was everything was kind of rushed the way injuries occurred and 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 now people were, you know, almost like the demand was there to be in the squad. Yeah. Um yeah. He's kind of error prone. He's in that in his comeback game so far. I mean, I've counted about probably five or six goals against us already. We he's, you know, directly or partial, uh, you know, partially to blame for. The goals being conceded. Um, Socrates, I gave a six point five. Some strong performances, but some also very dodgy. You know, um, when you think he can hold his nerve, he, t- he does things. I find. I mean, you're not going to get away with it even in the Bundesliga. So why try in the Premier League? Like, I mean, I've seen I don't know how many matches of him where he tries to almost like rugby tackle people to the ground, and yeah. that's not going to fly. I mean, if you can get away with it, like a Ramos type or. A, uh, Vatongan type, or you know, somebody in that category, then fine. But you know, if he's gonna do it that blatant, you're never gonna get away with it. Um, Rob Holding, I gave an eight point five. A colossus in defense, grew strength to strength. I think he probably had one, one or two dodgy games, but I mean, for the for the most for most parts, solid defender. And he's sorely, he sorely he missed. You can actually see yeah. confidence kind of has gone with his injured at Old Trafford. Um, Nacho Monreal, I give a five injury Injury-ridden didn't season. You know, it's a real pity because he's actually one of my favorite players, and it's almost like you've seen him. He ties the last three seasons, even last season, and now you can see now it's like the, his body is now not, you know, reacting anymore like it used to because it's like injury, even like minor little strains. He's now out for, you know, weeks. And, I mean, that is where, uh, also going to be a sticking point now for, you know, like uh, well, these contractors are running out soon.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, whether to keep him on, like give him a year more extra or, you know, bring in somebody younger. And, I mean, at the moment, one guy that's actually catch, uh, caught my eye is that Chilwell of Leicester City. It's, I don't know. I've been watching him now. or watching him defensive and attacking-wise. And so far he was doing, you know, the job quite well. Um Colosinac, I gave a six. Uh brilliant going forward, but also one of the reasons we are shipping so many goals because he's at the moment he, he loses his player quite quickly when it comes to the defensive side of the game. And I mean that is counting, you know, really counting against us at the moment. Um Maitland Niles, uh I gave him a seven because he tries hard in every game. I mean, I think he's had one or two dodgy games where, you know, like almost like two of blood to the head. You know, uh decision making wise, but you can see now the games that he's like getting under the belt now, the confidence is getting there. He's doing even more. I mean, even in that thrashing against Liverpool, he played a, a decent game. Um yeah, so that's my ratings for the defender.
1: Okay. The defenders for me, Rob Holding, as you mentioned, was definitely eight as well for me. I can de- agree with you on that. And he is sorely missed. You would say he's the one with the most experience in our back line he was there week in week out you know he, he wasn't making the same mistakes you look at mustafi and socrates were making and you would have thought wow is this guy really um his age because he's, play, he's playing like four or five years above like you know his actual age so for me it's been had many um, mature performances and it's just unfortunate with the injury because i mean in the start of the season if you had to say Rob Holding was gonna give those performances, you would have wouldn't have believed it at all. So I just might have altered his progress a bit now with this injury. Um Mustafi, he has improved from his Vanger error. So I'm gonna give him a five. But um, I, I, I still think there's a heck of a lot of mistakes that he makes and it's needless ones as well. It's not something that he gets pressured into. I mean Crystal Palace is one game I can bring up when he gave away a needless penalty. I think it was Bournemouth as well, where also that in the last minute, he had no reason to dive into a tackle and he dives into it. So I think, you know, if if he can get certain aspects of his game right, there is, you know, a, a bit of improvement can, but that can happen in his game, but if not, I don't think there is a place for him in this team anymore. Um... Lisztainer, mm. I'm giving a four. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think, he started off okay in, the, in, in at Arsenal, but that was because maybe he wasn't demanded to play week in, week out. And I think now with the injuries and stuff coming in, he's almost forced to play week in, week out, and I, I don't think he has the legs anymore. You know, Premier League is a, it's a demanding league and at his age to come into the Premier League, it's he's it's, it's, it's getting shown up. I mean, uh, the position he's asked to play as well it is it, a bit uh, taxing on on a guy his age so i mean it started to interrupt you quickly
0: but you remember also that game against brighton when the ball play uh, got played over i mean he had like about a two or three foot head start on that guy with a ball. He was yeah and i mean once that once he mismeed or whatever that, that attempt that he was trying to with it either when well, it took the ball passed him and in that play, he was, he was like, as I said in the podcast also, there was no way he was going to catch up to the guy because once that guy had that, you know, the jet he was on, he was off. And that guy was like, uh, Lichstein was left in his wake.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that unfortunately happened to the agent. To, to be in the Premier League, to let it, that, that happened week in, week out. You, you're going to get exposed. I mean, if he was asked to play a game here and a game there, I'm sure he would be getting yeah. a better rating from, from us and also from most fans. Uh, Montreal. I'm gonna give a, a six. Yeah. I feel he's also one of my um, favorite players. He's come on in, in like a a lot since you know his first signed at Arsenal. And like you mentioned, I think age is getting to him with yeah. the injuries. And I also think you know the the high demand from what Emery asks from all his players. I think you know it's it's not maybe his body can't just adapt to that. And I also do think the writing is on the wall with him because we do need uh, a, another young uh, left back coming in the ranks. I mean, to challenge Kolasinac because obviously Kolasinac is not, you know, the answer for a proper, proper left back. And like you mentioned, Ben Chilwell is a is a good guy for that. And another guy, um, I actually rate that maybe we can get to, you know, give Hector Ballard in a, a run. Is that at uh, Dorothy of Uberhampton Wanderers. Um, uh, he's been like you know consistently
0: before. my think when I was going on um, before the game when we did the podcast at the time when I went on the you know the player ratings I think he averages like and this is now like a one of the betting uh, sites that normally rate the players as well I think he averages about 7.3 a game so, yeah, I mean, so tells you a lot about his game playing style
1: so, so maybe someone to look at you know in the, in the summer yeah. um I think, oh, so we'll go to Hector Bellerin. I'm also going to give him an 8. He he was, you know, one of the top performers this season. And I do think his crossing has improved a heck of a lot from what it was before. I mean, he used to be very wasteful in the in the positions he got. And it's almost like now he's, you know, I don't know if they took him maybe aside to work on that part of the game. But we do see him very, like, overly exposed on that right-hand side. Especially if the attacking the te- the team's attackers has a lot of pace. so I just hope Paladin makes his way back in the team to you know solidify the defense a bit more and giving more on the right hand side going forward. But I think you know what what you highlighted now I think is also key
0: is you know we really do need a um, a player that's gonna push Paladin. You know somebody of of not the uh, like that age in that age bracket of his because. Yeah. It's not like we went to one, uh, say we went with one extreme with Tabushi, and then we went to another extreme with Liechtenstein, but we're still not, you know, answering that, you know, that uh, that that whole thing at that point now that's open for discussion, because look, Maitler Niles, I'm sure eventually we want to have him, you know, in midfield or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Do a job. That's but I mean, I categorized him in the defense defensive thing because. Uh, you actually see more, you know, helping out left back, helping out right back, playing wing back, whatever. But I mean, he, he's you know doing a job there while he's there,
1: and he's doing a stellar job as mm. well while he's at it. And I think his position at the club eventually will be, you know, that centre position. And who knows? He could even, you know, build a good partnership with Quintosi. So, oh. so- yeah, go on, Socrates. Just uh, giving a, giving him a seven. I think he's been of. Mm. Uh, very consistent defender um i think he and holding worked very well together and i think we, we we do need someone to take more ownership and leadership and i think you know you could wear that armband because at the moment it's being chopped and changed with everybody so if you want to give it to somebody maybe give it to him you know while kosher getting back to his feet um i think yeah, yeah that's what about- you know, that was all wanted to add um
0: He's also very verbal. He shows and he'll point you out if you're doing wrong or whatever. But I mean, that, yeah, I I fully agree with you. I think he should be, you know, the main skipper of the squad.
1: And then I'll just quickly touch on uh, Kolesin, before we move on to the midfielders. Um, Sorry to interrupt you. Class I classified now because you no, no, I classified him as a defender. So I'll give a quick touch-up sorry, on him that's as well before. We, I think maybe him before the build since he is the the transition between the two actually because he can be used as both. Collison, uh, well. I'm gonna give him a 6.5. I think he would have if if he's defending would have would be. would have been improved on and if he was his defending he could easily be an 8 as well because he does give the opposition a lot to think about i mean he always gets in behind their their left back or oh sorry their right back or their wing back and it's just like you mentioned he he just doesn't track his runner and he always uh it's like almost he has you know if you have a striker or a left winger at heart, putting them in the defender as a defender because yes they all do while well, sometimes the tackles and while bobbing forward. But the moment it comes to that, smaller things that, you know, look behind you, where's your man, follow your man, track your runner, the, all those things kind of goes out the window with him. And I think, like you mentioned, it leaves the defense a lot, mm-hmm. uh, already struggling defense, a lot exposed. So, yeah, I know,
0: sequence, I know uh, we're going to discuss. Um, the Fulham game, you know, on Saturday.
1: Yeah.
0: I wanted to make one point about, um, I think you and I discussed it this morning up to a degree. Um, you know, in that Fulham game, he was being marked out by Fulham as the weak link. So the balls was always floating in that area. And every time, I think I counted about three opportunities in that first half alone, he lost his man. Then I think there was a moment, it could be second half. I'm not 100% sure now. Yeah, second half where a corner got floated in, and you can see Mitrovic and him are standing to, uh, uh, get, uh, next to each other. And, he, you know, uh, Kolasinac is goal-side as well. And he just gently shoves himself off Kolasinac. Kolasinac is like ball-watching, and in that time, uh, Mitrovic is already jumping to hit the ball. And I'm thinking, you had a head start on that guy, and you goal-side, and you're allowing to do that to you.
1: So, you know, that is the sh- the, almost like the changing part of his game. Mm-hmm. And the problem is if a Fulham is, is, is figuring you out as a weak and can you imagine what the man said to you? Or, you know, the top clubs out there are thinking.
0: I think that's why we are so, you know, vulnerable at the back at the moment. Because there's, you know, one minute you see them talking, leading up to, say, a corner. And then the corner gets floated in and nobody is doing anything of, say, what was discussed prior to that. So then you're thinking, because the question was going through my head on, on like, the last few matches. now it's like, What are they doing in training? Because every time you look at that, just watch also when there's confusion in the defence. They're all looking at each other bewildered. Like, you know, what happened right now? And I'm thinking this should be, you know, drilled into you in the training ground at Colney already.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely, it hurts my eyes and my heart watching them defend. And then uh, Maitland-Niles, I'm going to give a seven. Mr. Reliable, I called him. And I think he tries hard in every position he does. Whether, you know, even if he doesn't give that performance, it, his effort is never lacking. I just think that defense needs a lot of work in general. And the, we, we, we cannot go on like this with not keep, keeping almost any clean sheets at all. That's, I, that's mean, ridiculous. Opinion,
0: I mean, my i mean, let's still discuss it like probably later when we, we give uh, Emery's rating. But I just think <clears throat> gradually the rebuilding process, look, it might not start, say, now in January, but the plan should, or the blueprint should be there ready for the summer. So, the minute summer comes around, you're going to phase out one, two, or three other defenders, and you're going to bring in, you know, fresh faces type of thing. Because as I said, this can't go on anymore like this. I mean, I'm going to discuss it more in depth later on, but I'm just, you know, that's just my, op- you know, very strong opinion at the moment.
1: Yeah. So, we can we, we move into to the the midfield, uh, Granit Xhaka. I, I gave a six. He has improved a lot under Emre. His overall gameplay, I feel, I'm not going to say, you know, he's 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 been marvelous and wonderful, but there has been improvement, and you can sometimes tell when Shaka is not playing. So a six for him, and then I think what what he can work on now is his misplaced parts. So I think his decision making needs to be a bit better, and sometimes when he just Puts a foot in to make a foul for just for the foul sake, so it's he always does it close to the box. But other than that, I, I do think you know he, he has a lot, he has improved a lot under Emre. Then I'll go on to Torreira. he's getting a nine for me. He's been our play of the season, it's he's been a player that Arsenal been crying out for. I would have given him a 10, but I do feel. Towards the latter part of this year, like you know, maybe from probably after the Spurs game, he's got the goal, or just before that, he's, he's he's lacking a bit of discipline. I don't know what's been said at training, or I don't know what is happening, or if it's a role has changed slightly. But sometimes he's been caught too much upfield in the opposition's area, and I don't I don't mind that if someone's covering you, but it's like at times both are holding midfielders are out of position and it takes one long ball over the top and then suddenly we in no man's land. Um Gwintosi um or Gwintosi however you, you pronounce it it's I'm gonna give him a, a, a seven. He's a young bright talent uh for his age he's 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 very mature. But I do feel there's a bit of you know there's recklessness in his yeah. game where he feels he needs to do too much when the team is struggling. So he try, you know, he, he's trying, and he sometimes also I think gets lost in games. You know, when the the game sometimes goes over his head and he just see him all over the place. So you know, one thing I, I look, I will so,
0: so will give my ratings, but like with just to add on to your point, um, I think with to sometimes he also gets reckless with a point of, you know, that we. To the point of petulant, you know, being petulant, you'll sometimes just yeah. shove people with two hands off the ball. They think you're not going to get away with it. I mean, that's in front of the ref as well. So you can't do stuff like it. I mean, sometimes, yes, a game can be frustrating, but you know, that you have to rein
1: in with your game. Yeah. Uh, there is something he needs to work on, but then again, that actually, you know, will come with age. Yeah. Uh, Uzzel, I gave him a six. Mm. Uh, it's been a tale of two types, I think, with with Mesut Ozil. One moment is unplayable, and you're thinking, "Wow, is this this is the guy that we you know sign?" And then, on the other hand, he's terrible again when you're like looking at this guy and like, if he's if he's not doing anything, and tactic wise, he doesn't add anything. So it's like you've got a toss of a coin with him at the moment. It's like one moment you can be like, "Wow, the other opposition can't handle him," or it can be they're gonna take advantage of him, like you saw Southampton, one of the uh, the winner they scored came from him being sloppy with the ball, and Brighton as well where he didn't track the runner. I do think also probably uh, this is probably his last season at Arsenal, so I hope there's no success plan is put in ahead of schedule, like for someone to come in. Uh, Alan Ramsey, I gave him a 6.5. He had a very shaky start to the season, Um, but I think the moment he made peace with his decision, whatever... It's going to be whether he's, you know, leaving, staying, or waiting to wait out the year. It seems like, you know, he's playing with a much clearer head. Yeah. It seems now he's, you know, when it comes to the pitch, he's um, doing things, making things happen. And more so than Uzel. and you can see the guy still wants to be at the club. like Or maybe still wants to be at the club, but his heart is still at the club. You know, Alexis Sanchez, last season, when you saw he was on his way out, you could see it. His body language was telling you that the way he was playing sometimes. But Adam Ramsey, I know even in the North London derby, he was passionate about it. He was even amongst the the scuffle that happened. So I think he's been a big, also a big uh, fixture in our uh, Europa League side. So I do hope, you know, maybe we can, we, if we sell Uzel, you know, maybe try to see if we can keep him at the club because he has been consistent when coming on as a sub. And he's been started in a lot in our big games. I think it was United who started him. And, um, Liverpool. Yeah. Mkhitaryan, I'm going to give him a five. Started off very well this season, but I think he's been very frustrating. in reminds me a bit of Ouzel as well, where the ability is there, and he has shown it, but I don't think he shows it enough, and I, I do think as well he's one of the players that will probably be shipped out. It's a bit unfortunate Uh he got injured as well, because it seemed like he was getting into a, a groove with that Two goals against Southampton. Then, what one to be? Wobie, I'll give him a 6.5. I think also, like Mkhitaryan, started very well. He was even uh, touted as the Welsh Messi. I mean, not the Welsh Messi, the Nigerian Messi, sorry. Um, you know, taking uh, players on with confidence. But it seems now, I don't know what happened. But it's like, it's almost like, you know, when he came on the scene, Iwobi was, you know, on it. He was everywhere making things happen. But it's like now he, he, he gets the ball almost like he's lost of ideas, runs himself into a, a boxed area and just looking for the safe option afterwards. So, yeah, so I'm giving him that 6.5. And then Emil Smith-Rao. Uh, I'm going to give a 7. He reminds me a lot of Freddie Leungberg and Lampard. You know, that late runs into the box, always yeah. finding somehow the right place at the right time. And I feel there's a lot to come from him as well, and kudos to you as well. You did mention mention him in pre season as well, so that's a well spotted one. And uh, Al Nenny, I'm gonna give a, a four point five. Obviously, he hasn't been playing much, but whenever he plays, he always looks for the safe option. And when called upon, you know, in the Premier League, it seemed like he he did struggle, but and it seems like he's just happy to pick up a paycheck at the moment. And yeah, that's my midfield uh, rating for this for thus far.
0: Okay, with regards to the mids, I mean, look at in my opinion, I'm not gonna really give Emil Smith you know, a rating because I mean, I just think he needs, you know, more than Europa League games to now, you know, It'll be logged in. But I mean, I understand because I mean, you can see he's one of the rising talents, and I think this injury also came the wrong time because I think he would have actually been used in this, you know, to, to help us out in midfield for creativity in it because it's just a, a, a pity that i mean i'm not sure how far he is from um, recovery but you can see he's missed so i just hope with you know coming now with us in 2019 when the europa league resumes again i just hope you know he can be again a big part in that. um okay now to the points rating el i gave a four seemingly on his way out um you know even when called upon there's nothing there to, you know, give you that confidence that, you know, you can be a, a regular or a decent squad player because at the moment, that confidence looks almost like at nil because, yeah. as you said now, he would rather take a five a, a safe five-yard pass back or sideways than, you know, get his head up and drive the team forward. He does not have, have that in the game. I mean, I think that is... What counts against him with you know with regards to our ratings and I'm sure what the majority of Arsenal fans think of at the moment. Um Aaron Ramsey gave us 7.5 on the way out, but still offers a lot. You can see, as you said early on, the passion is still there. It's bo- you know, you know, it bodes well for him for the future because whichever team gets him and, and gets him almost like in this type of format we saw in the last one or two months, you know, it's a big bonus for them. And I mean, good luck to them because I think at the moment now, his agents are meeting with, I think, PSG, Bayern, Juventus, Inter, Milan. Yeah, that was the As long as he he goes
1: abroad, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Ozil, I'll give a five. Um, The reason being, um, I can only think of two games where he mesmerizes us with his passing and he's, you know, Ingenuity, quick thinking, slick passing, stuff like that. That was the Leicester game and the uh-huh. Burnley game. But other than that peripheral figure, I mean, for somebody on, on that you know, that sort of wage, I mean, you can actually bring in maybe one or two players. And I'm not talking of trying to cost cut now or penny pinch. I'm just saying you can use the, the transfer fee for probably a few players. But I mean, that wage is obvious. You can also split even amongst two or three players.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're earning what's it, three hundred, three fifty a, a, a week, I mean, you you have to be putting performances to win games, and like between none of that, I mean, mm. um, Torreira, I gave
0: a seven. I mean, I wanted to really honestly, I wanted to give him probably your type of marks, but for me, uh, you know, as as well as he played, it was like two thirds of the 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 part of the season now. I just felt that last third, leading up to the end of 2018, we saw somebody that's, look, it could also be fatigue. I mean, I, I being this, you know, almost like overcritical of the guy. But I mean, for me, the minute, like for me, ratings-wise, we went almost like from a nine to an eight to a seven like that. I was just watching most of that Liverpool game where, you know, he just ended up giving the ball away or, you know, it was like the more look more tired and just falling about, you know, with that one goal where Firmino just danced. Oh, game. yeah, <laughs> he, he was also just sprawled over on the pitch. <laughs> and I mean, he ended up losing again the ball to another goal. And and it, uh, it's not just that, I mean, I'm, I could be now arse and just say, Oh, yeah, it's that game, but I can also think of of um, it. Was in one game where he was also caught that eye up the field? I think it could even be that Tottenham game in the League Cup where. The ball gets played, and by the time you know the game gets switched to the defensive thing, and you're thinking, Look, you are the key man, you are the you know that that, that shield that, that protects the defense, and you are standing on the in the opposition box. And you know, the 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 raw kid on the block, Rendozi and them, they are busy trying to you know cover up your mistake. And I mean, I actually thought you know that that sort of uh Torero we saw in the North London derby, you know, putting his foot in in the, in the league. The league fixture, I thought that should have been the you know the the marker for him because you know almost like a, he would only go in the attacking third once we got a couple of goals in the back I think not when the game is, you know on the knife edge and yeah. he going to play as a cam. So I mean that that for me that, that you know dropped him in my ratings. Quintosia um, gave a also a seven, <clears throat> plays with a lot of heart. But but of course you know he has that that bit of recklessness of youth that comes in his yeah. game sometimes. So you know that I'm sure he's going to learn with age and and I mean for me you know when I uh, I looked at him now I look I was so highly of him going into the preseason and that when I got to see almost all the games now of him and I mean you can see that kid has got the eye you know that eye of the needle pass and yeah. he that game against I think was it Fulham we played almost like the perfect through ball that dissected midfield and defence where I think uh, Young chipped it into the keep or something like that, but it's also another story. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But again, he's got the eye and, and also I watched a bit of his, um, uh, I think one of his first games for the France under-21s, the other day or under-23s, where he also played a peach of a ball. I mean, uh, took out, I think, both centre-backs and the, 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 the full-back, the left full-back, I forgot the team they played against to set up a goal for the French under the 23s and I thought I mean look at that guy's eye I mean he's that young he's supposed to play in a defensive type of role which he was but I mean he knows how to spray that you know the perfect uh, through ball or, or lock yeah. ball or whatever um Xhaka gave a six it was tough you know to give in. He's his rating but I, I think you know as you said he has improved under Emery but for me, that, that that audacious type of passing, is it's always going to be, at the moment, he's Achilles heel in the team because yeah, he'll get one right and he's going to try three or four more times. And normally that three or four more times, that's when the ball gets intercepted. And that is where, I mean, if, if he made the mistake, I mean, of course, it shows you the guy's confidence. almost was like, you know, I can make a mistake, but I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try yeah. it again. But, I mean, if he can just tie up that side of his game, he can be a good player because, look, now he don't need to play that uh, defensive mid-roll that always uh, been like, you know, the pressure thing on him. So now he's more playing in an f- offensive position. But, I mean, I think also that passing needs to be sharpened up. Because, I mean, he can be a fantastic player because I was also just about to criticise him in that Fulham game where he ended up popping up with that goal. Yeah. And then, yeah. then, then you think all is forgotten. And then five minutes later, he's giving a, a pass straight to the uh, opponent who can who's running already towards our box. And you're thinking, now, oh, why did I not just give you praise? And you doing <laughs> it again. So, yeah, it can be something to catch 22 with him as well. Um, Mkhitaryan, I gave a six. He, it seems he also, also just comes with two modes, very good or very bad. So... You don't really ever, you know, mediocre or you know, average to good type of performance from him. So, he, like for me, he goes too much missing in games when you know when we really need him. Uh, agree with you with that last few games we played before he got injured. He was playing quite strongly, like you know, getting the movement was a bit sharper compared to the first few months of the season. That we it just seems he was just going through the motions in games, which you know was also frustrating a lot of fans. Um, Alex Wobia gave a six point five. Sometimes tries to hard, but you can see he knows what he wants to do. But it's just that finer points he still needs to his game because you can see he still has a bit of problems with the the you know the through ball, the way yeah. But so far he looks quite good when he has to do that lofted passes or you know that whipping the balls with some zip into the box like the way he set up the Jacques goal.
1: Oh food. yeah, yes, yes.
0: You know you put some fizz on the ball and it was a perfect ball. But, I mean, other than that, when he had Kolasinac running down the flanks, he always ended up overeating the ball. You know, and that was just... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He used to just, you know, have a cooler head. Uh, mentioning about his balls again, and one for Ainsley Maitland-Niles against Liverpool as well, I think, was oh, yeah. a very that was one. Nice Are you going to go to the strikers now? Yeah, so, uh, the only strikers... I'm not going to really mention Danny Wahlberg, uh he was, he, you know, he, he played some bit-part games and also he's injured now and we're not going to, you know, see him probably in an Arsenal jersey again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just go to the two main ones that we mostly had. is the Aubameyang uh, and Mkhitaryan and like I said. Yeah. So Aubameyang, I'm going to give a seven. Obviously, he's the top scorer in the Premier League and things like that. But for me... Even though he's getting the goals, his performances in general haven't. You know, I think that's why I'm maybe giving him a seven because of the goals he's gotten, but his performances haven't really sparked. And I know I'm um, criticizing him all the time. It's not, I have nothing against the player. He's actually one of my favorite players out there. It's just that um, needs his, his overall game. I think he's you know trying to get involved a bit more. Like get stuck in, like almost like the guy we saw at Borussia Dortmund. Mm. Maybe it's a different playing style. I don't know. Um, but his finishing needs to be worked upon because the chances, I mean, I, I know we're going to bring it up in the Fulham game when we discuss it, but I mean, you, sh- you should have at least put that chance away that the Rams scored. Yes, Rams you got the goal, but maybe, maybe it doesn't put him an acute kind of angle. He did it he did the post. You, know, before, but, I mean, you so, know, let me just put my two cents on the matter. I think.
0: Aubameyang's oh, well, biggest problem. I mean, he's a fantastic player. But I think sometimes he gets too caught up in the hype, you know, with the goals now, the, you know, that run that he's on. So he becomes more nonchalant to the finish. But I mean, yeah. he's trying to bring that sort of nonchalance that Henri had, but I mean, Henri was still bagging the goals. Yes. So was like, you know, he's trying that type of uh, facade type of thing, but it's, it's like he's not really getting, you know, that sort of uh, end product, you know, like really putting the ball away where. On could sort of scuffle ball, whatever, but that ball is gonna go in. He could now ever, you know, one of that, the, the rockets. He's gonna put it in, and the, the chips as well. It's all it was nine times out of ten, clinical stuff, you know. Yeah, like, yes, zero chance. But I mean, for for me, it's like he, he tries to be too nonchalant, especially when uh, I think that is where the frustration frustration also adds, uh, probably also from you like, coming uh, towards him. Is that? When games are 0-0, or one 0 yeah. one, we you know, you can be the like almost like the game breaker type of thing. It can really, you know, take this game away from the opponent. And that is when he misses like two, three
1: chances, and then look, boom, other end, goals conceded. You do that against Chelsea. Yeah. Against Chelsea, it happened. Those open goals. We saw it even against um, Brighton, he was one on one with the keeper. And he could have made it two 0 and that that that. That seals the deal, Brighton at home. I mean, Brighton, I mean if they go 2-0 down, they are not they're not gonna really have a fight back. But it's almost like he keeps the opposition a bit more hope by not you know killing the game. And I think like I think it summed it up was, was it against Liverpool when they mentioned that he only I don't know how, like if this is like a hundred percent factual, but what I read is is that he only did like ten successful passes and six of them were from kickoffs. I was like yeah, that, that is an actual fact, yeah. That was <laughs> so. <laughs> it's like you, you need someone to maybe you know, get a bit more involved, you know, even if we're not um winning a game or controlling, get yourself about, you know, put your foot in, and that's why I'm giving like I said like yeah. you know, moving on to like i said uh, yeah. uh, what were you gonna say? Sorry, sorry, um, yeah,
0: no, um, you know, and that is where I wanted to now bring a point. There was a moment in uh, one of these games, I, I I should have actually jotted it down but I can't think you now there was a chance where he missed and then boom the ball went the other end and the team scored and the camera then went on him and you could see he was you know totally totally gutted at that you know because he knew he could have taken the game you know for even further away it could even be that Liverpool game but it's, it's yeah I think it was a Liverpool now it's just like something come to me now he missed the chance in that, that first half in, uh, like after we went one 0 up, and then almost like the ball went just other end, and then we ended up with that bang bang two goals conceded against. Us. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: See that just where, you know you almost like a realisation, You know I kind of messed up here because you you also don't know the sort of reaction Liverpool would have had being two 0 down at Anfield.
1: Yeah, it, it, it puts a cat among the pigeons yeah. if you you know score back like a two nil. Suddenly the the home crowd is like you know on your back because you behind now against Arsenal when you win a the title they said that's put pressure on you as well. So I I I think you know if you can just work on that aspect of his game. I mean mm. he could be close to a 10. Um like I said, uh, I'm gonna go with an eight. I feel um his overall game has improved tremendously from last season. You see a complete different guy. You know I know he, he doesn't get he wasn't you know happy being substituted You know, he sometimes throws his toys in the cart a bit. But what I did find nice was yesterday when they did substitute him. Yeah, you could see that and talk to him. him. Yeah, he just told the you know, come on, get behind the team. But it gets everybody involved. Like you always mention his hold-up play. He's he's quite good. You know, you always see him tracking back. If you're something, I'm like, hey, what's, like I said, doing here? in in the defensive mid position once he loses the ball because he runs back for it, and he's finishing i think even though obama is a top scorer in the in the in the premier league whatever he's due to Yang's joint or if he's not, but um for me like i said his finishing is the best like at the club like the chances yeah. he puts away he, he doesn't have much chances like he if you look at his probably shot to conversion ratio is probably better than what maybe Yang's is because you never see it really, like I said, have that many chances, but when he does have one, he puts it away. So that's why I'm going with an 8 for, like I said.
0: OK, uh, my ratings for the forwards are, like I said, also, 8. And I mean, look, we did not discuss this. Because um, <laughs> for me, a player that makes us stick a forward that, you know, even with these, <laughs> like, lack of height, very strong on the ball, doesn't get pushed off easily, Hold up, play excellent, excellent. Because I mean, you can see we that is something that we always add something to our game. Just for somebody that holds the ball up, pressing game I find also he forces uh, the fullback, he forces them into errors. Um, then, to Obama Young again was seven point five. Uh, my only flaw, uh, you know, gripe with him is just be more clinical. Other than that, your gameplay so far is fine. Maybe you know. Just add uh, you know, get a bit more involved in games, especially when it looks like it's a stalemate or gamers kind of drifting away. Try to get more involved because sometimes I'm like, you'll just put himself out on the touchline and you'll just hang there, you know, till whatever the ball somehow squirms to him. But you need to get more involved and for me, be more clinical.
1: And don't forget your other gripe of either uh, before um take trading more seriously as well. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh so now we are almost done with
0: our podcast we're now just going to do the una emery assessment um i gave him a seven out of ten uh i'm going to do something like cons and pros cons is um you know need to stabilize the defense either with a coaching or with manpower um i think he needs to Look, I don't know, you're also very limited in what they show on, on, on TV or YouTube about the way Arsenal are training. So I think he needs to almost like push Obama a bit harder because I think, there is a, like, as I said, he is a fantastic player, but I think he just needs to be more, you know, the guidance needs to be more settled with him, like, you know, what we expect from you. Because I think he sometimes also gets maybe a free pass because he's like, you know, one of the big guns at the club. My second point down to make is he um, also needs to decide on one leader because, as you stated, that was nail on the head stuff that Socrates or somebody has to take the or, you know, either we bring a player in something like that. But let let us have one leader because I think there's it's too many, you know, as I said, too many cooks spoil the broth type of thing because yeah. the, you, you don't know. Just when you're getting comfortable with one, boom, the next captain comes in boom, the next captain. You can't have that. You need that. You know, you have captain, vice-captain, and the two of them have to somehow, you know, be often in games where if the one is not going to be playing, one has to be on the field. So either you have, you know, one person in in defence and one person in midfield. But, I mean, other than that, we need one voice, for especially for games. Uh, Third point, with the team, the squad not being big enough, I think he pushed also the players, as you mentioned too much in that red zone thing. So players are coming back about 70%, 80% fit. Then it's like, you know, they get another setback or have to be rested for a couple of weeks. And, and it's not like this is now a pattern, you know, f- happening now at the moment with the with way that players are coming back from injury and then getting crocked or, you know, having a, a short layoff again after a few games. Because I think Montreal is going to be off again for a while and. Uh, Mustafi also, that's again an hamstring thing. That, that's his problem. So he's going to probably need a week or two weeks again out. out. Um, the pros of Emery, he subs. 80% of the time they lead to game-changing moments, which, you know, sometimes some people say, yeah, but he they, they, they fixed this error in the beginning of the game. But, I mean, you can't also dictate how the gamers can also pan out. And, I mean, as you saw, I mean, he, uh, he unfairly got Boos from the crowd, the Emirates crowd, for that Lacazette substitution, and Ramsey pops up and scores the goal, which means Lacazette was tiring, kinda. And there the other substitute goes on to make the key, uh, you know, key moment, and almost like wraps up the game with that third goal, which kind of took the wind out of Fulham's hills. Um And my final pro about Emery, he uh, takes a lot of flack, when it's his players actually letting him down i mean okay it's just kind of strong character of his uh, trait of his but i think also sometimes i think the players must put their hand and say look you know boss we're letting you down so i just hope that now gets sorted but as a like my rating for him would be like as i said i don't know if i said it before but i would give him a seven out of ten because you know there's still that room for improvement with especially with the defense because i think that if we can just sort that out things can be you know going now with, into the 2019 part of the season, I just hope this is where we can, you know, finally pull certain things right in our team and actually be a bit more solid because I just think that is where everybody knows we are, you know, soft. And then yeah. it's what, what's putting really Champions League football in jeopardy, whether it's even Europa League, we could be also really sucker punch in there with the, the sort of defensive performance that we're giving out so far.
1: Yeah, especially those home in a way tricky ties where your defense needs to be on point. Um, um, so I'm going to, you know, maybe not going to maybe give my pros and cons in a point form, but I'll give my rating and, you know, like a summary of a pro and the summary of the cons, and then yeah. maybe you can then wrap up from there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a, a seven as well as you. And yep. no, we did not discuss this, listeners, <laughs> but. Uh, I I think he's added a lot to the club, definitely. You know, there's, there's a bit more character. A team like Arsenal almost was like a, a fire that was slowly burning out, and then Emre came in and like you know, threw maybe some gas on it just to ignite it a bit more. So you are seeing players maybe were pla were playing play within themselves, coming out of their shell, the likes of Shaka, you know seemed like a guy that was, you know, on his, would have been on his way out, in my eyes, seems to be adding a bit more to the team. And also, I think uh, Iwobi also has yeah. improved a lot. And like you mentioned, his substitutes have been second to none compared to, you know, I don't want to say finger was this or Wenger was that, but Uda Emre seems to be more of a proactive guy. He tries to, you know, change something before it's too late. I know, like you also mentioned, the people are on his back about, you know, getting it right first time. But the thing is, He's not too proud to admit that I haven't got it right by yeah. bringing on the substitute. You know, he's not afraid to say, "Okay, putting my hand up." And uh, I think that there is a lot to come. And another, like you know, one of my biggest pros is that you know where you can I can look you know excited forward to like the the future with him. That this is not really his team yet. I mean, you look at the German clubs and whatever they had time to build their team before you know you can say this is my team. So I'm excited to see that because once I think he gets his team right, there will be, you know, that Arsenal will be, I think will be that, that the club again to look at, to be scared of playing against and stuff like that. Um, my overall kind of cons is that, you know, he needs to sort the defence out because that is the way forward. I mean, like you mentioned, a tough European tie, you know, can be poised at a knife edge and we can see the goal but then like also you mentioned players to put up their hand. I mean, I know we got Hammond. I know we will mention this as well. We got Hammond at five one to Liverpool. But I, I, I can't I can't um you know, you can't blame him hundred percent mm. because he put the team out, they did their job, they scored a goal. But you as players on the field, you can't defend the way that it's yep. like that, you know? it was was amateur i mean they could have put you and i there and we would have known not to like skate like bambi on the floor (laughs) and diving in like that so um (laughs) cut for me no look yes so uh, those are things that he can't control but what i do like about him is he does try to make those changes i mean that when he broadcasts the on as well like you saw again like it's, it's those little things that um for me, is making a difference. And that's why I gave him a seven, even though there is a heck of a lot of improvement that can be made.
0: Okay. So that was our assessment for the Arsenal team under Una Emery for this season, for the 2018-19 season. Let's hope we have a, you know, a brighter 2019. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's going to be also, again, another long, hard slog. Because, you know, we're going to be playing now again on about three fronts. So let's hope for the best. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. All the best for 2019, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for the listens as
0: well.